My name is Sherry Reynolds, and I am your new senior pastor, and I am so delighted to be here. I have been waiting for this day for a very long time, and I'm excited that it has finally come. And I am blessed by your presence here and the presence of those who are joining online. Speaking of presence, if you'll take a moment of the worship pad that is at the end of your pew, if you would sign in, please. The office would appreciate that. Also, a couple of announcements that I need to highlight. The mission project for July is Christmas in July. You can find the stockings to fill for the Salvation Army in the Chestnut Lobby. You take one with the instructions and bring it back the 1st of August. Also, please note that Wednesday is going to be a great day here in the life of First United Methodist Church of Gadsden. The Exceptional People Party will be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and Wednesday is also the day where you can sign up for the Gift to Gadsden classes. So take a moment, look in your newsletter or online to find all the classes that are being offered and be sure to sign up this Wednesday because spots are limited. Let us pray. God, I thank you for this day, uh, this day of, of new beginnings and new life, and I thank you for your presence with us. God, fill this space with your Holy Spirit. May we be drawn closer together and closer to you in this time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us remain standing as we affirm our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. And now we offer our gifts to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, your word reminds us that you are the giver of every good and perfect gift, and we thank you for all the many blessings of our lives, especially the provision you have given us. So out of that, we give back to you, praying that you would multiply these gifts, guide us in their use, all for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. You may be seated. As we move to our pastoral prayer this morning, I want to take a moment of personal privilege and thank you for the the warm and gracious welcome you have extended to me and my family. And I also wanted to take a moment to introduce my family who is, is with me up front today, my husband Rob and my daughters Libby and Rachel. We are blessed and thankful to be with you. Let us pray. Okay, I'm going to say you might want to wait till after the sermon to applaud, but <laughs> let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have so much to say thanks over today. I am thankful to be with, with these people here at First United Methodist Church of Gadsden, and I'm grateful for the welcome they've extended and this beautiful uh, opportunity for ministry. I'm thankful for, for new beginnings. I'm also thankful for the opportunity to worship you in freedom this day, remembering this as we celebrate the birthday of our nation. God, we are truly blessed to, to worship you in, in freedom and without hindrance or persecution. God, we also give you thanks just for this opportunity to come together as the body of Christ with your presence this day. It is wonderful to be with our brothers and sisters in worship, knowing that you are here with us and that you strengthen us and bless us and draw us near to you in this time of worship. Help us not take that for granted. As we lift up our praise and thanksgiving, we also lift up those among us who are sick and grieving and hurting. God, we pray for those who have lost their way. We ask that you forgive us our trespasses and help us to be more like you. God, help us to grow in our discipleship and follow you more faithfully every day. This we pray in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, the glory forever. Amen. And now the children are invited to go to Children's Church with Miss Catherine.
Amen. You may be seated. If you have your Bible, I invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, verses 18 through 20. Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Hear the good news. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your word, which challenges us and assures us and gives us hope. And today we claim the promise that as we come together in your name, you are with us and we give thanks for your presence. God, I ask that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. To the outside world, this may, <clears throat> excuse me, this may seem like an ordinary Sunday. But to me, it does not feel like an ordinary Sunday. In fact, to me, it feels a little bit like a first date. You know, I'm checking you out, you're checking me out, and we're trying to decide if we like each other. And you add to that the nerves of the day, and you've got to remember, I haven't been in a local church in five years. I'm the first senior pastor clergywoman that's ever served this church. And I am completely new to worship. You have turned your worship leadership over to a complete stranger who has never worshiped with you before. It's quite different from my end. And it may be quite different from your end as well. Today, you might be bringing some challenges with you. You might be grieving Pastor Sam and Pastor Andy leaving. You may be anxious about this transition. You've been through a lot this past year, and here is another change. You may be wondering about my leadership. You may have expectations about what that will be. You bring a lot with you to worship today. And not just what you may bring with church, but also personally, we all carry much with us as we come to worship. Some of you are worried about children or family members or your health or your job or some other concern which you carry on your heart. God knows these things and God knows what we bring to worship. So you see, what might appear ordinary, an ordinary Sunday, is anything but. There's a lot going on on any given Sunday. But I would also add to that, not just is, is what is going on with us in the life of the church, but what do God does on any given Sunday. Because worship is never ordinary, 
no matter the routine of worship. But worship is always extraordinary because Jesus made a promise that he is with us. This is not what we bring or what we do, but worship is always extraordinary because of Christ's presence with us. Did you hear the scripture today where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them? How many times have you heard that before? Likely many. Probably if you've been in the church, you've heard that at times when a few have shown up to choir practice or a few have shown up for Bible study or church, the pastor says where two or three are gathered, I am among them. But did you ever stop to think the context in which Jesus spoke these words? He didn't speak them because of a small crowd. He spoke them in a very difficult, teaching about difficult situations in life. Let's take a moment and look at the context of Matthew 18. Now, the, my study Bible calls Matthew 18 sayings on humility and forgiveness. I tend to think of the 18th chapter of Matthew as the nitty-gritty of conflict and relationships. And that's exactly what it is. It's about conflict. It starts with the disciples arguing among themselves, which one of us is the greatest? And Jesus says, to be great in the kingdom of heaven, you actually must be humble like a little child. And then he goes on to say, woe to anyone who puts a stumbling block before the humble and the childlike in faith. He then goes on to tell about the parable of the lost sheep. And then he talks about church conflict. Yes, church conflict. He says that if you are in conflict with a fellow church member, you are to go directly to that person and try to work it out. And if you cannot work it out, you are to bring another person with you. And then if you cannot settle the dispute together, then you may bring it before the church. And after this teaching is when Jesus makes the promise. When two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. See, that comes in conflict. It comes in the ordinary yuckiness of life. Jesus promises his presence in the most difficult of circumstances. And then Peter asks, Jesus, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Seven times? And then Jesus says, no, seven times seven, or some translations say 70 times seven, which would mean a perfect number. And then Jesus goes on to tell a parable about forgiveness from the heart. See, Jesus promises his presence in the difficult times, in the trying times, in the times when we experience, when we need that experience the most. But isn't that like Jesus? We see it in the Bible. I'm thinking about the 20th chapter of John when the disciples gather after Jesus' crucifixion. 
And they are terrified. They are locked away because they're scared of persecution. They're scared that um, the religious officials are going to come after them. They've heard rumors that Jesus is alive from the women, but they don't know. So they're locked away, and Jesus shows up in the middle of them. And he breathes his spirit upon them, and they have peace. I've experienced it in my own life. I have uh, been a district superintendent for the past five years. And if you don't know what that is, that's a supervisor, administrator of churches. And much of that time was quite contentious. And I had to go into situations that I would rather not be in. And I've been in a lot of church conflict. And there are times when I didn't have peace and I didn't want to go and I did not want to forgive the people who made me mad. But Jesus showed up and he gave me that peace that passes understanding. He showed up in people that prayed for me. He showed up in helping me forgive others and receive forgiveness myself. He showed up again and again and out of his presence I was truly blessed. And he shows up with us today. Jesus has been showing up at First United Methodist Church of Gadsden as people have gathered for over a hundred years. He has been with you in some of the most trying times, the most difficult times, and times of celebration and joy. And guess what? He is with us today. Yes, praise the Lord. Look around. Look around. This is the beautiful body of Christ. This is the body of Christ gathered, God's people gathered. Breathe in and feel his presence. Jesus is among us. And Jesus will be with us as we go through this time moving forward in transition. Jesus' presence is here. And we claim today that promise from Scripture that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. Jesus is with us. We are in a season that the liturgical calendar calls ordinary time. It's between Pentecost and All Saints Sunday, and they call it ordinary because there's no high holy days. But the truth is, when you're with Jesus, no time is ordinary. Not because of what we do, or how good we are, or what we deserve, but because God loves us that much to give us his spirit and to not forsake us. To be with us in all circumstances of life, even the messiest times in our life. Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel. And we get to experience that today in such a beautiful way through Holy Communion. Jesus is last night with his disciples as he gathered them. He said, this bread, when you eat it, remember me. Remember it's a body given for a broken world. And this cup, when you drink of it, remember it's blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And we get to experience that. Jesus' presence in a real way as the body of Christ. 
Over the next five weeks, we're going to spend some time looking at Jesus' extraordinary presence. Today, we look at his presence with us in times of transition. We're also going to examine Jesus' presence with us, extraordinary presence in our call, in his grace, in our baptism, and as we go out into the world to be the body of Christ. This journey is going to be extraordinary, not because of anything in, in this space, but Jesus, because of Jesus' presence with us. So back to that question I asked you earlier. How does an ordinary Sunday become something extraordinary? Jesus is with us yesterday, today, and tomorrow, even in the messiness of life. And this is the good news. Amen. I invite you to take your hymnals. And turn to page 12. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. So, O oh God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. And now, if you would join with me in the great thanksgiving on page 13. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water in the Spirit. On the night which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ, offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Christ invites to his table all who seek to be in loving relationship with the Lord. You're invited to come as you're led by the Holy Spirit, and I would let those who are serving and leading in worship to come and be served first.
Jesus is with us. <laughs> so we made it through our first Sunday together. Thanks be to God. <laughs> now, if you would stand for the benediction. make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.